Hey there. Thanks for joining us for the latest podcast from Resound Church. We really believe that together we are better. And our heart is to reach, send, nurture and disciple people as they become all that God has intended them to be. You can subscribe to our content on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or head over to our website resound.church forward slash app to grab our app which will keep you up to date with everything going on. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. Good morning. Great to see you all. Well, you can see me. I can't see you. I'm just back from a trip around Australia. We've been in Brisbane, Sydney, Canberra, Melbourne and Hobart through the past week. We've been meeting with pastors, talking to them about the challenges they're facing and how they're going to do church in what is now a new era. This is the first of our Resound at Home uh, presentations, if you like, and we're beginning a new series called The Cross, and we've got people joining us from Taralgon and Phillip Island and some people in Tasmania as well, and of course all of our people who will be in homes somewhere around the suburbs of Melbourne. I have a, a, a wonderful uh, insight for you with regard to The Cross that I think is going to transform your life if you can take it hear it and apply it to your life. So let's get started. I want to talk to you today about the cross. Uh, We know that Jesus died on the cross. He gave his life for all of us so that our lives could be transformed. And as, as I think about the cross, I'm still amazed at the price that was paid for all of us as we as we, uh, if you like, receive from Christ the sacrifice that he made and how our lives are transformed as a result. I've got a title here, and it's a rather corny one in some ways, and it's, I'm happy and I'm mad. I'm mad about what happened 2,000 years ago. I'm mad that Jesus, a sinless man, a helper, not a herder, a lover, not a hater, a leader, not a rebel, was crucified. His message was one of love and reconciliation, a message of grace and hope. And now, more than ever in these days, we need to exhibit grace to those around about us. We understand that people are fearful as a result of the coronavirus. We understand that they're finding things difficult. And so what we need to do is we need to exhibit grace towards those who are around about us. We may not understand why they feel as they feel, but nonetheless we can exhibit an attitude of grace and extend comfort to them, and that will make a significant difference for their life. Don't forget though, we also have a message of hope, and our hope comes about as a result of the cross. Jesus walked the earth, he learned the scriptures, he recontextualized them, and he interpreted them for for the everyday person and shared about that in the marketplace. He walked the earth full of compassion, loving and protective. His goal, his dream, his plan was to connect with normal people and to open up a way for them to be reconciled together with God. I'm mad because he suffered unjustly. I'm mad because he was mistreated. I'm mad because once again, a collective rallied against a good person, the son of God and took his life. I'm also mad because I sent him to the cross as well. You did as well. We've all contributed to the sacrifice that needed to be made. Whether I like it or not, I was born in sin. We know that come about as a result of what Adam did and and each of us is born in sin the same and it was our sin that he took to the cross 
And so I'm a little mad at myself that I'm also contributing to what he needed to do. His plan, his desire was that we might be restored, that we might be reconciled, that we might somehow, some way receive what Christ has done so that our lives can be transformed. It wasn't only the Pharisees, the Romans, that sent Jesus to the cross. It was you and I because of our sin. I'm going to read to you today from Hebrews chapter 6. I'm going to read from verse 1 through to verse 12. It says this, So let us stop going over the basic teachings about Christ again and again. Let us go on instead and become mature in our understanding. Surely we don't need to start again with the fundamental importance of repenting from evil deeds and placing our faith in God. You don't need further instruction about baptism, about laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. And so God willing, we will move forward to further understanding. For it is impossible to bring back to repentance those who were once enlightened, those who have experienced the good things of heaven and shared in the Holy Spirit, those who have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the power of the age to come, and who then turn away from God. It is impossible to bring back such people to repentance. By rejecting the Son of God, they themselves are nailing, nailing him to the cross again and holding him up to public shame. We can't afford to go backwards. What's happened is Christ has come into our life. He's touched our life. He's transformed our life. And, and, and when we go into reverse, it becomes very, very difficult for people to understand the need to turn around. Our words almost fall on deaf ears when we're trying to convince somebody of what their, uh, what their need is if they already know what their need is and reject it anyway. The passage of scripture goes on, it says, when the, ground, uh, when the ground soaks up the falling rain and bears a good crop for the farmer, it has God's blessing. But if a field bears thorns and thistles, it is useless. The farmer will soon condemn that field and burn it. Dear friends, even though we're talking this way, we really don't believe it applies to you. We are confident that you are meant for better things, things that come with salvation. But God is not unjust. He will not forget how hard you've worked for him and how you've shown your love to him by caring for other believers, as you still do. Our great desire is that you will keep on loving others as long as life lasts, in order to make certain that what you hope for will come true. Then you will not become spiritually dull and indifferent. Instead, you will follow the example of those who are going to inherit God's promises because of their faith and endurance. I am mad because there are times where I know I let God down. I've received the gospel, you've received the gospel, and there are times where I don't do what I know I ought to do. There are times where I do the things I know I ought not to do as well, and, and I know that contributes to, to Christ's effort on the cross. The challenge for all of us is to think again about what was the price that was paid, to think again about the sacrifice that was made so that our lives could be redeemed, restored, renewed, and so that we could have an impact on those around about us. I am mad, but I'm also happy. I'm glad that Jesus did what he did because as a result of what he did, I'm set free. Just a few thoughts. I'm mad because of what they did to Christ. I'm mad because of what I do to Christ. I'm mad because 
Progress in me is at times just too slow. I'm mad because progress in others is too slow. I'm mad because the enemy continues to rip us all off. And I'm mad because the enemy deceives many and they have no hope unless we tell them. I think it's time for us to rise up with some energy, with some emotion, with some action and do something to protect, to encourage and to build up those around about us. We don't want to waste the sacrifice that Jesus made by going to the cross. We don't want to waste the pain that he suffered. We don't want to waste the the distance that he felt from his father. What we need to do is rise up and share a message of grace and hope that will bring about a transformation in people's lives. We need to get mad at ourselves for the times where we step away when we know we should be stepping up. We need to get mad at times for at our actions and use the energy that is derived from that madness so that we can produce good in our lives. Turn to Christ and see him transform us. But can I say this? I'm also glad. I'm happy because Christ gave his life for me. When you think of that, it, it, it's in many ways inconceivable that someone would give their life on behalf of somebody else. You know, the Bible speaks about the fact that it's, it's one thing to give a life for a good man, it's another thing to give a life for a, an evil man, and yet Christ gave his life for all of us. I am happy, I'm mad that he had to give his life for us, but I'm happy that he did because it means now that I'm able to be reconciled together with God. I've got, I'm a brand new creation. I'm born again all because of the cross and what Jesus did for me. And that makes me happy. I'm happy because his love is never ceasing. When we talk about that, it means God continues to show his love. He's done it once, but he does it continually over and over and over again. So when you sin, He loves you anyway. When you muck up, he loves you anyway. When you do the wrong thing, he loves you. When you do the right thing, he loves you. When you're happy, he loves you. When you're sad, he loves you. When you're you're upset with the world and everything that's going on around about you, he loves you. When you're at peace, he loves you as well. I'm happy because I know God loves me and he, his love for me never ceases. It never stops. It, 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 ne- it never runs out. I know there are times when my patience runs out. I know there are times, uh, just last night, as I was coming back from the airport, I was sitting on a bus. and It was a long-term car park bus. I'm sitting on the bus and it was all good. The bus was relatively empty. And then a large crowd of people got on the bus around about me. And as I was there on the bus... They began to talk about how they were annoyed that they needed to go into self-isolation. They'd just come back from overseas and they were upset. They'd been partying in Thailand and and they, oh, we didn't want to come back and why did we have to come back and we don't want to do this self-isolation. And I'm thinking, how can I not breathe for a few minutes? How can I get away from these strange people? These people are the very ones that Jesus Christ died for. I know my patience was running out quickly, but nonetheless, God's desire, God's plan, God's purpose is to reconcile all mankind, no matter what their background, no matter what they've done, no matter where they've been. And more than ever, our patience needs to be extended, needs to endure. I'm happy because Jesus gives me chance after chance after chance. I know as our kids were growing up, you know, I'd give them a warning. I'd say, you've got one more chance. 
And, you know, that chance would go and then that would be it. There'd be a consequence. But strange as it may seem, Jesus gives us chance after chance after chance. There isn't a point at which he cuts us off. The point at which we get cut off, according to the passage we read in Hebrews, is when we choose to no longer repent. When we choose to back away. When we choose to no longer go to him. That's the only point at which we lose. Because Jesus continues to give us chance after chance after chance. And and I want to remind you today that no matter what your circumstance, no matter what you're thinking, no matter what you're feeling, Jesus is giving you another chance at life. You may feel bad about what you've done or what you've said or how you've treated somebody. Jesus gives you another chance. He gives me another chance. He gives you another chance as well, if only you're willing to take it. I'm happy because ultimately I am changing even if incrementally. I know it's very obvious to most that my hair is changing incrementally. Day by day, week by week, one hair follicle after another, it's all decreasing. There's change and it's happening incrementally. But hopefully there's also change in the way I approach life. Hopefully there's a change in the way I treat people. Hopefully there's a change in the way that I talk to them in the way that I think about them, in the way that I respond to them. Hopefully, I'm becoming more like Christ more and more every day. The Bible speaks about us being changed from glory to glory. It's it's not that we're glorious now, but that we're becoming more like Christ. We're beginning to reflect his character more and more, day by day. I'm happy because I know I am changing. The pace of change may frustrate me, but I am changing slowly and surely, and I know Ruth get some relief from some of the incremental change. I'm sure she's got a list of areas where there's still change that she desires, but nonetheless, I can reassure her and you that I am changing. And can I ask, are you changing? Have you worked out how to measure whether or not you're changing? Are your relationships improving? Your connection with the people around you, Are they becoming more satisfying, those relationships? What about when you drive your car and you're stuck in traffic? Uh, Is your patience uh, becoming more enduring? Or are you still as eager to toot the horn as ever? Change, step by step. It's important, and I'm happy because I know change is coming. I'm happy because the people around me are changing as well. I look at the people around me and I see the way that they adjust their behaviour because of what Jesus has spoken to them about in the Bible. That brings me great joy. Obviously, it means that I'm looking at them, I'm seeing what they're doing. And, And when people change, it brings pleasure to all of us. Because ultimately, while the change is beneficial for those around them, the biggest change is for them personally. When somebody changes, it changes how they feel about themselves. And ultimately, it's God's desire for all of us to keep changing and becoming more like Christ. And the Bible says that there will be a day when we'll be like him, even as he is. That day isn't yet, but as we get closer to that day, as we keep changing, I know that we're becoming more like Christ incrementally, a step at a time. You're changing, I'm changing And hopefully, as a result of that, the people around us are are experiencing benefit. I'm happy because there is a better day ahead when we'll all be complete. 
Yeah, I know we're living in challenging times and that people are fearful as a result of this virus that's going around. I know there are people that are upset because of the changed circumstances. I know that many people are losing their jobs and uh, uh, people are saying that the financial uh, downfall will be worse than anything we've seen for decades, perhaps even a hundred years. These are challenging times, but now more than ever, we have an opportunity to be Christ to the people around about us. Not just our friends, not just our family, but our neighbours, our work colleagues, if we still have them. The people that we mix with in our schoolyards. I'm happy because I know there are better days ahead. The better days ahead may, may seem to be in the distant future, but there are better days ahead and our hope is in Christ. We, we need to remember we've got to exhibit the grace that we ourselves received and then give hope that comes through knowing Jesus Christ. Ultimately, possessions don't matter. And, and you know, as we've gone through this recent series about grace, how relationships are the most important thing. If there's one relationship that trumps all, it's a relationship with Jesus. But the relationships we have with everyone else around about us, they're the ones that make the difference for us. That's the real riches that there are in life. And I know there's going to be difficulty. I know there's going to be trials. I know there's going to be struggles. And we know that now more than ever before in our lives. But ultimately, it's our relationship with one another. It's, it's loving our neighbor as ourselves that is going to make the difference for them and it's going to make the difference for us. There are better days ahead and you create a better day for somebody simply by reaching out to them and showing them love. The reason we're able to love is because, first of all, we were loved. What Jesus did on the cross, we know is in response to what God asked him to do. In John 3.16, it says, God so loved the world that he gave. And we know that Jesus went to the cross. And though there was some reluctance on his part, he, he, he said, you know, if I don't have to, I don't want to. But if you want me to do it, I'll do it. And there are going to be times in our life over these next weeks and months where there'll be things that we need to do because God requires them of us. Despite our reluctance, we need to step out in faith and encourage and reach out to those around about us. The cross is a message of grace and hope. It's a message of uh, forgiveness and also a fine and fantastic future. I just want to encourage you. As we begin this series, next week we've got Mitch is going to talk more about the cross and all that the cross means. But as we go through this series, God is going to do something profound in you. He's going to do something profound through you. If you're willing to, God can speak to you and change the circumstance for your life and for the lives of those around about you. I know there'll be difficulty. I know there'll be trial. We want to do all we can to help you as we go through this tough time together. But ultimately, our hope remains in Christ. He's the one who sacrificed all for all of us. And as we receive his sacrifice, I know his name will be exalted and our lives will be better as a result. I want to thank you for joining us today. I believe that God has got something profound that he's going to do in our nation in the months and the years that lie ahead. Join with us as we see God do those things. Have a great day. Hey, what a great message. Thanks for joining us here at Resound Church. We pray that you've been encouraged through the message and that you've grown just a little bit closer to God. 
While you're online, why don't you head over and give us a like on Facebook or Instagram or check out our website at resound.church. You can subscribe to our content on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or head over to our website resound.church forward slash app to grab our app which will keep you up to date with everything going on. Well, don't forget next week there'll be another amazing podcast here to listen to from Resound Church. We hope you join us then.